Hey guys, welcome to Coffee and Texts. I'm Gina Hoff here with Pastor Brett. We just finished our third message in the Inconvenient Truth series, uh, this one on calling. Another amazing message, Pastor Thanks. Brett. Thanks. I feel like all of them so far have just been so convicting. Hmm. Uh, but one thing um, that had me kind of wondering, you know, like in the time I've known you, I've seen you answer so many calls that God has brought you. And I have to like, have you ever had it? where he's thrown a pitch and you haven't swung? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we talked about how a call is God personally inviting us into his redemptive story. At the very nature of what we mean when we say call, like that is the bottom line. And I've had a ton of times in my life when I didn't, you know, reach out. I didn't swing the bat, as we said in the message, and and I didn't answer the call. And, um, you know, it's always had an effect on me. Uh, You know, I remember one time, and it's kind of a funny story, but um, I remember a time when... um, we were experiencing in Sarah and I's heart that um, Christmas had become more about um, gifts than about God. Right. And we just really felt uh, the conviction that, you know, we're running around, we're spending all this money, we're trying to get everybody like the perfect gift. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it just didn't seem like Jesus was the reason for the season. And um, there was a, a pair of uh, sneakers that she wanted so bad, and they were all the rage at the time. And uh, I had called around a couple different stores because it's you know what Sarah wanted, and they were all sold out. Everybody was sold out. Nobody had a set. And so I finally got a hold of one store, talked to a guy. He's like, you know, we have one pair, and it's in her size. And he's like, <laughs> I'm going to be here for 15 minutes. You better hurry. And uh, so I was like, oh, thank you, God. I you know got in the car, started driving, and all of a sudden I come to the stop sign, and there at the corner is a man, a homeless man, I assume who had a sign that said, we'll work for food. And like right behind him was a Burger King. And I really sensed God in that moment saying, I I want you to stop what you're doing and I want you to go and buy him a meal. Now remember, I just came off this big conviction, you know, season where I'm like, oh, I'm so Uh (laughs) concerned about being more like Jesus in this season. And I'm I'm at this stop sign. I'm like, I got to make a decision. I'm either going to go get these shoes and and everyone's going to be so happy or I'm going to stop and like go do this thing. And and you know what? I I didn't go and see that man. I didn't talk to him. I, I, I went right around the corner and I drove to the store and I got those shoes. And you know what's so funny is that those shoes were worn and thrown away years ago. They're not a part of our story any longer. Uh-huh. But I think about that moment with that man uh, to this day. It's it's something God has seared in my mind. And I don't feel guilt like, oh, geez, like what a terrible Christian. I felt like that for about two weeks after that moment, though, when I missed that okay. pitch. I didn't swing the bat, right? Yeah. God lined me up, teed me up for this home run moment to be his hands, feet, and voice. And I went and bought shoes, right? And so for two weeks, I, I really did feel like... <laughs> geez, you know, I bought into Satan's lie. What a terrible Christian you are, you know. Oh, you felt so convicted, not enough to stop and help this homeless guy. You know, all these things that go through your mind. But, you know, I really had to take that captive and say, you know what, Lord, um, you bring it back to Jesus, right? I'm, I am sorry, Lord. I recognize that you gave me a personal invitation and I didn't accept it. But Lord, I want to and I'm sorry. I, I, I just pray that you will give me more opportunity. And God has. From that day forward, God has continued to throw pitch after pitch after pitch my way. I don't always swing and you know hit it, hit it out of the park or whatever, but, but I can tell you that that moment has meant more to me in retrospect, That's right? Real. Because yeah. there's no failure in following Jesus. Mm-hmm. So even though I missed that moment, as I gave it back to the Lord, God has used that moment to remind me time and time again to be about the kingdom and not about these other things when he calls. So... That's no, am- no loss there. That is amazing. You know, you talked in the message kind of about how 
our failures, you know, a- answering a call are used yeah. for his glory. But even when we miss, he can use that. That's incredible. Yeah. And I like uh, knowing how to kind of recover from that. Hmm. Um, but I wonder, too, like if we ever do respond to the call and take a swing, you know, when we're feeling God's calling us, uh, and sometimes it impacts whether it's our peers or our family and they're kind of part of that. How do we uh, kind of work them into God's call for our lives? Yeah. Well, I think it's important to recognize that when you sense God calling, that even the people who love and know you the most won't always affirm and accept uh, that call in your life. Yeah. And they're not always going to be on the sidelines cheering you on, like, go and do that <laughs> thing that you sense God calling you to do. It won't always make sense to them. I mean, if you think about you know, the story with Peter, you know, here's Peter with his best friends, the disciples, they're in this boat, they're in the midst of a storm, and all of a sudden Jesus shows up, and, you know, Peter says, hey, if it's you, Lord, call me out of the boat. You have to imagine that the guys in the boat are like, really, dude? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, why would you even say that? Like, that seems like the most senseless thing to say in that moment. And, and so you, you have to, you know, realize that when you sense God calling you to do something, you won't always get massive affirmation from the people all around you. You won't always get, uh, hey, way to go, so proud. Sometimes you may get, what are you thinking? Why would you do that? You know, I remember there was a time in my life where um, I was called into the ministry, as I shared in the story, out of the work world, the business world, into the, the church world. And, you know, my dad, who um, was uh, not yet a Christian, I was a brand new Christian, um, I went to him and said, hey, I think I'm going to resign my job and I'm going to go into the ministry. And my dad's like, what are you talking about? Right. What, what do you mean go into the ministry to do what? Like, you know, and, and, and he had every reason to ask that. I mean, there was no substantiated reason aside mm-hmm. from God's work that I would ever be here today, right? And yet Jesus had a call for me. And so, you know, as I went into that, I didn't go into that season waiting for people around me to be like, hey, way to go, dude, do this. Because if I would have waited for their affirmation, like I wouldn't have taken that step. And so you have to let the affirmation of the Lord. And, and what will happen is there will be people he will bring into your story that will affirm it in the right time and season. But if you're simply waiting for people all around you to just say, hey, go ahead and do it, it won't always come. So you have to be listening, you have to be responsive, and you have to be willing uh, to take a step even when other people around you don't always think that that's the right thing for you to do. That's good. That's really good because I think sometimes people wait for that affirmation to make the choice to follow a call. (laughs) So thanks for joining us for another edition of Coffee and Cuts. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Cheers.